Yo, 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 what's up, family? It's your boy, Al, Intellectual AK, always shooting that knowledge right at you. That's right. Hey, this is another episode of The Drive, a little personal podcast I put together while I'm in my car driving from one destination to another. And along the way, we're going to talk about some elephants in the room in the black community, always. And remember, it's just something that's coming off my mind. Hopefully it'll, it will enlighten somebody in some type of way. Never meant to be anything negative or derogatory. Only positive, positive vibes. So what's up, man? Hey, it's almost a brand new year. Almost been going into 2020, another day or so. And before we go into a new year, let's talk about something that's been around but we tend to shy away from it. Let's talk about the big elephant, hip hop, our culture, our music. Let's talk about it. All right. So what is hip hop? We are, we, hip hop is more than music. It's a, it's a culture now. It's a lifestyle. We all know this. Um, when rap and hip hop first began, I think it began somewhere um, along with Louis Armstrong um, they used to call it, used to call it, uh, um, I think, scat. You know, where he had like a little rhyme within the music or whatever. He, he would make some rhyming words, you know. Um, he had Grandmaster Flowers that came in and he had the DJ thing going. Um, we also had um, um, Sugar Hill Gang. You know, that was one of the, some of the pioneers, you know. And all those guys, man, they had love in the message it was love within hip hop okay but can we say that today there is no love in the hip hop culture today at least I don't hear it in the music I don't see it in the actions in the streets okay I remember songs from back in the day with Grandmaster Flash he was talking about um cleaning up the neighborhoods and all this, you know, getting up the bottles and all this in some of the songs, making the neighborhood better. Not today. (laughs) Not today. Hip-hop is totally different. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give you the main reason right now why hip-hop has has gone from being a message of love and, and, and togetherness and unity to breaking down the black community and destroying our black youth. I'm going to tell you why. Because hip-hop has become white supremacy's number one marketing platform. Yeah, that's right. I'll say it again. Hip-hop has become white supremacy's number one marketing platform. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See now, the KKK don't have to come out now and go and kill you. See what I'm saying? The banks now don't have to just say, nah, we ain't giving that black person a loan. It's all in the music. It's all in the music that we that we create. 
And I'm saying we because we created. We created. Now, I know you're going to say, okay, Al, well, if black people creating the music, how's that white supremacist number one marketing platform? Well, listen up. How many black radio stations that's nationwide, how many black um, companies that produce CDs and music? How many? Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I think I seen a study where um, black people own, I think it was three or four percent of um, broadcasting airways, the big radio stations, the huge ones. We might own a small one here and there, but a small one here in Greenwood don't reach out there to California. But the ones in California, the big ones in California, they can reach all the way over here. See what I'm saying? The hip hop culture, our hip hop culture has become white supremacy's number one marketing platform. And we're going to dive all the way in it. Okay? So let's just talk about the music for a second. You know, if you go and do some research, like I, you know, I've done some research and I realized that, hey, the, the um, J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover, they had a thing called COINTELPRO. Um, and I know it stands for something, I think like counterintelligence, something, um, projects or something like that. But within those, they've done some, some studies or whatever on, on black people and music. Hmm. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? You know, it's it's always a reason, trust me. And especially with that guy, that J. Edgar Hoover guy. Yeah, go do some research on him. You'll see how much he despised black people. Okay? Yeah, the FBI, CIA, yeah, that guy. Okay? So, they did the research, man, and um, the research showed that certain Rhythms in music, um, it's like polyrhythms and multiphonics. Certain rhythms in music they alter your consciousness. You know, altered state of consciousness. That's what it does. That's why you can play music sometimes, and they say it's relaxing music, and then it actually relaxes you because you're focusing on the music. It's also the same reason why you're in. Um, when you're in church and those drums get to playing and that, that organ gets to going and certain rhythms that take over. Okay? It's also the same thing where, you know, these guys playing sports. When I was playing football, I listened to some hype music to get me going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't all about the lyrics at that time for me, but it's the beat. It was the beat. You know, if you're going to play get ready to go to a huge football game you're not going to listen to um, no slow music or no swing low sweet chariot <laughs> you know you're not going to listen to that so that right there lets me know and should let you know that yeah there's some type of some type of connection between the rhythm and music and your body your brain 
And if you just look at that, you know they've looked at that and you know they've put millions of dollars of study in it. Because black people, one thing about us, we love our music. Even from way back in our ancestral days, they could play the drum. And that rhythm of that drum would let you know what was going on. Even in the slavery days, you know, they said the, 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 the um, Negro spirituals, they had things in that music to let you know what was going on. So through, for our whole um, existence, we've been dealing with music. We're rhythmic people. That's what we are. All right. So think about it. They've done research on this thing and they and they put it together. That is the main reason why you got the music that you have today on the radio stations <clears throat> that's being produced. Yeah, think about it. If you don't believe me, watch this. I'll show you. Now, let's say you make a song. And in that song, let's say you got the fire, the most fires beat, the 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 the, the, the most that the baddest hook it is. The beat is just fly. But let's say you're rapping about killing dogs. Let's say you got a hundred songs about killing dogs and you go to this radio station, you say, hey, I've got hundreds of songs about killing dogs. You think that radio station will give you some airplay? No. Okay, so you go back and you say, all right, they won't give me no airplay for killing dogs. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll keep these same beats, these same fire hooks I got. I won't talk about killing dogs, but I'm going to say, let's just get the dog some drugs. So you go back to the radio station and say, hey, man, listen, I understood about the killing the dogs or whatever. It's kind of harsh. So I just changed it up, man. I got some fire hooks about dogs getting high you know popping the X pills with the dogs and everything doing everything you gonna get some airplay no so tell me why is it that you can get airplay with the same fire hooks the same beats but you're talking about killing black men why is it can you get the airplay when you're talking about doing all the drugs? Why is it you can get the airplay when you're talking about just blowing money? All of those are negative things. Negative things. Make some music about being positive. Take those same fire beats, same fire hooks, and take it to the radio station and say, hey, listen, I understand everything about the dogs or whatever. So now I got some positive music right here. And in this music, I'm telling all the black kids, all the young black youth, hey, study, go hard in school, self-educate yourself, build your own businesses, do what it takes to make it on, on top of this on top of the world do what it takes you gonna get some airplay no 
So in saying that, ladies and gentlemen, you know that I'm 100% correct. And I just told you right there in a sense that America and these broadcasting systems, they see dog lives more important than our young black youth lives. That's like I said a second ago, that's why hip hop is white supremacy's main marketing platform. And it started back in the day with the NWY Two Live Crew. I mean, I, I say NWY. I'm sorry, that's a company. I just that's crazy. I just seen that truck and it just hit me in my head. But NWAs, the Two Live Crew, the derogatory music. And see, people my age, we look at the young guys these days, and we're talking about why are we even. Why are these kids listening to this? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Hell, we didn't stop it when it started. We didn't stop it. Our parents didn't stop it. We let it go. We are the ones that bought the CDs. We are the ones that that watched the videos. We are the ones that condoned it and let it happen. So we can't blame them for today. We got to blame our own selves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, homie. It's us that done it. It's not them. The way the world is going right now with the hip hop culture, we've got to take the blame. Bottom line. Because that's when it started. It started with us. And it has and has and it has come along to where now murder is normal in our community. Right here in Greenwood, South Carolina, murder is becoming normal. It used to be when you hear somebody got murdered, whether you personally knew that person or not, it kind of you, you felt some type of way about it. You know as well as I know it's not, not like that now. Now I'm not blaming everything on hip hop, but I'm damn sure saying that the main vein to this whole thing is the hip hop culture and the music that we're listening to, that our kids are listening to today. And I keep saying our kids because guess what? Who's listening to it? It's not the people that's out working every day, people 40 years and up. 37, 38, it's not those people that's listening to it. We've got to get up. We've got to go to work. We got busy, we have busy lives. We've got to take care of this person, take care of our kids, take care of ourselves. It's the kids that's listening to it, that's walking around with the headphones on their ears or in their ears, walking down the street by themselves, rocking their heads hard and doing all kinds of dance moves. They're zoned not to this music. And the music gets you going, and then the music gets you going, and it tells you, hey, go pop a couple pills. Go snort a line or two. Right there. We all know drugs alter your brain. I just told you that the that the uh polyrhythmics and, 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 and multiphonics, they alter your brain is in the music. I just told you that. So right there, you've got all these things altering your brain. 
from the music. And you go out, you got some feelings about something, something that's gonna happen. You go out, you do some crazy stuff. And then you wake up and realize, dang, I done that. Dang, I just done that. And at that moment, most of the time you you you, you should feel bad. But hip hop has made it to where you've just become cool. You just shot somebody and you've just become cool. You're going to jail for 20 years, but you've just become cool. And when you get out, and before you get out, we're going to be screaming, free little homeboy. Don't, don't worry about the people that he killed, but let's free little homeboy. And when little homeboy gets out, we're going to throw him this major party set him back up and we're going to do it again because now he cool now he's cool the music has made it to the, has got it to that point where everything negative is cool now think about it family you guys know I'm not lying you know I'm not lying Everything in our music, everything in the hip-hop music is going to consist of murky niggas <laughs> taking some type of drug and blowing money fast. That's it. That's it. And most of that comes from the little rock and roll culture that the white people had. They're blowing money fast and doing the drugs, but they weren't killing each other. You didn't see that in the song. You didn't hear it in their music. They weren't killing each other. And even then, they it was just a, 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 a phase for them. It's a lifestyle for us. Yeah, family, like I said, we're talking about the hip-hop culture right now. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about how derogatory it has become how demeaning it has become. How it is just straight up tearing our black community apart. There's no unity in our community anymore. And like I said earlier before, anybody goes off on me, like I said, I'm not blaming it totally on hip hop, on rap music, I'm not doing that. But I'm damn sure saying that it plays a big role and we condone it. We let it go. Like I said, we're living in America. America, they always use America, the home of the brave. In God we trust. Well, if, if, if America is such a God-fearing country, why do they let it happen? Why, why are they letting it, uh, uh, all this violence be, be broadcasted on the radio airwaves like that? You can't go over in Yemen and do it. You can't go over in, in um, um, Korea and do it. You can't go to China and do it. They're not going to let you come over and rap about killing them, their, their youth. Not, they won't do it. Try it and see. Try it and see. See what happens. It's not going to happen. Only in America. 
But even within America, you don't hear it coming from the white people music. Think about it, family. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You don't hear white people talking about killing each other like that. Every song I listen to is about some chopper being, I'll take the chopper and blah, 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 and all this and the other. Every song, even our young, um, up and coming artists, every song is going to talk about you hear somebody about a chopper being, you know, taking the chopper and, and, and doing whatever they got to do with it. All of it is is just straight derogatory music. And it'll be okay if we didn't actually listen to it. I mean, not just to act off it, but we act off it, ladies and gentlemen. Our kids are acting off of this music. You know? And another thing, I'll show you another reason why I keep saying that Hip-hop has become white supremacy's number one marketing platform. You remember Rick Ross said in this song about, um, I think it's about something about date rape or something like that. Now, before then, Rick Ross was, was, was making that bread with, with, with Reebok. As soon as that one lyric come out, because there had been some little white girls that had been date raped. They had Bill Cosby going and all this and other blah, blah, blah. As soon as that lyric came out, what happened? Down goes Rick for a minute. Reebok's like, nah, we... (laughs) You can talk about killing niggas. You can do that. You can talk... You can call your women bitches, hoes, freaks. You can do that. But you better not talk about no date rape because... We had a few white girls get a rape, a date rape now. So they went on to say, tell you what, we're going to get you out of here, Rick. We ain't fooling with you no more. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying, family? And see, it, it, it wasn't that it, it was really about the date rape. It was just that Rick Ross went off script. The script is, hey, stick strictly helping us uphold the demise of the young black youth. We need more people in jail. We need to um, decrease the population. So let's let's make sure they kill each other. And we need to keep these drugs and cash flowing because believe it or not, family, black people do the drugs, selling the drugs and, and all that. But white man they're behind it they making more money off of it than we're making okay let's just be honest so when he went off script <laughs> nah we pulling that we ain't got nothing to do with you think about that think just think for a second about that think about this Michael Vick wasn't even at his home when he had the guys were his people were fighting dogs and and killing dogs. We're talking about dogs. He wasn't even at his home. He was playing football. He was in a whole nother state. I think it happened in Virginia or whatever. He was in Atlanta. 
dogs. He went to jail for two years. But every big broadcasting company allows the music to be played and all the music is about killing black people. Taking drugs. Any and everything that they can find that's derogatory towards um, the black youth, they're taking it and, and playing it loudly. They're producing it at a, at a, at a high rate. And, and they'll play the game with you. You know, you got some of these guys thinking, well, well, I got my own coming. I do my own producing, whatever. Bro, you don't have no radio station. You can't get your music into, into, in, into uh, these big stores. You don't have no auditorium, no gymnasiums to, 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 to do the concerts. Think about it. Like I said, hip hop has become white supremacy's number one marketing platform. It's your bottom line. Bottom line. That's why it's toxic. That's why hip hop is toxic right there. I'm going to say it. You can believe it or not believe it. Do your own research. Look at it yourself. But I'm telling you, that's the main reason. That is the main reason. It is white supremacy's number one marketing platform. And like I said, if you don't believe me, just look at it. Go try to make some positive music. Go try to go, go make a song about killing um, white people. Just go ahead. Go ahead and take the same chopper that you just come from the hood with. Take the same chopper, load it up again, go across into the suburb, suburbs, make a song about going to the suburbs with the chopper and talk about doing your thing over there. Go ahead. Go ahead. See how much airplay you get. You don't, you won't. Okay? That's just the bottom line. And in doing all this research or whatever, I asked myself, would white people make music about killing white people? Hmm. Would white people make music about taking the chopper, laying the other white people down? See, we say the word nigga. So would the white people take the chopper and lay crackers down? Lay this cracker down, bro. And would it get any airplay? It wouldn't, you know why? Because the white people won't buy it. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't listen to it.
and, and it can get deep. It can go. I can go a little deeper and in, 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 into explaining why things are the way they are with with our music. But I don't have enough time in, in the day to do that. I may do some more segments on it. Hopefully I can get a couple people on to come and, you know, maybe debate with me, you know, or or share their point of view. You know, if you would like to be a part of the podcast, just let me know. You can hit me up on Facebook, Al Intellectual AK. Uh, I am on Twitter. It's Uncle, Uncle Al Roy. You know, I'm always willing to, to, to let somebody to listen to other uh, um, opinions. But I'm telling you, you got to be prepared to deal with it. Because I, I do this and I research this. This is just some of the re- this is what I just told you guys. Just some of the stuff I looked at. Some of the stuff that I know. I figured I would say this because. You know. a lot more people will kind of understand what I'm saying and I'm not saying that people you know are not um, understanding to what's going on I'm just saying that you know it can get really deep it can get really deep to to, to, to the Freemasons and uh, you know all the demonic stuff that's in the music it can get really deep oh yeah because it's in there Oh yeah, Satanism, demonic uh, um, um, things, all that's in the music, trust me. If you don't believe me, go look at the video. um, What's that? um, I think it was Young Thug, Lil Uzi Vert. Go look at the video. I think it's up. Wow. (laughs) All the symbolism in there. All All the satanic symbolism, all the Masonic symbolism. You know, hey, yeah, like I said, it can get deep, family. It can get really deep. Like I said, I'm just staying on top right now. I'm just staying on top and, and, and letting you guys know that hip hop is no longer the, the the message of unity and love, how it began. You know, with 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 Grandmaster Flowers, Grandmaster Flash, uh, um, Sugar Hill Gang. It's no longer that. Hip hop now is definitely very divisive. Breaking down the black community. That's where it's at now. And you better believe like I said, if you if you make some music about killing dogs or whatever, you can't get airplay, but you can make music about killing black people and you can get all the airplay in the world. And it's people out there paying you millions to do this. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the older people. It's the young people that's listening to it. It's the young people that's going out there doing the drugs and killing each other. And they make it look cool. So the now the next generation, 
they want to do it also. Family, it's time to wake up. It's time to step up. It's time to make a move. I don't know what it is. and I don't know how it's going to come about. But I'm always willing to go for it. Right, that's my time, family. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope I've enlightened somebody somewhere along the way. Um, any questions, just hit me up. Hey, you guys have a positive day, positive end of this fiscal year, and a positive beginning to the next fiscal year. All right? Peace, family. Yo, what's up, family? This your boy Al, Intellectual AK. Always shooting that knowledge right at you. This is another episode of my podcast called The Drive. It's where we as a community get together and we're going to talk about the elephant in the room in the black community. So I hope everything is positive. Hope everybody's good for this new year. (laughs) If it is a new year. So that's what we're going to jump into. We're going to talk about New Year's. I didn't really do a lot on Thanksgiving. Um, I did a little thing for Christmas, but I feel like we need to talk about New Year's just to kind of see where it comes from. And should we be really participating in it as a black people? Okay. And I I want to start from New Year's because it's supposed to be January, the beginning of the year or whatever. And we'll tackle other months as the year goes along. And hopefully by the end of the year, you may have a whole new light on some of the things that we as black people do that we may want to think twice about or at least um, celebrate maybe in a slightly different way. All right. So let's go on and jump into it, man. Let's jump into it. Um, New Year's. January, the first month of a year. And, of course, the first day in January is the first. So why? Yeah, it should be New Year's, right? Or should it? What if... What if January is not a new year? Here's what I'm saying. January is the dead of winter. January is the dead of winter. How can something new come out in the dead of winter? See, winter brings along everything dies in the winter. The heat leaves, the leaves fall off the trees. The grass dies. The the creatures they go in hibernation and go up under the ground and and uh, um, the birds fly away. Um, everything's dead in winter. So how can you get a brand new year in the dead of winter? Dead and new, they don't match. They don't mix. Okay, so maybe just off of that, maybe January is not the new year. Just maybe not. All right. So 
in order to understand a little bit more, we've got to understand where the names and I and I've told told you guys a uh, uh, hundred times. Always look at the origin of words, you know, and just simple everyday words that we use. If we start looking at some of the origins of it, man, we might wouldn't use them. Okay, January. We, we, uh, well, let's. Yeah, January. January comes from the god, the time god of the Rome, Roman people. They had a time god uh, or, or, or like a beginning god by the name of Janus. Janus. That's where January comes from. J-A-N-U-S. All right. Janus. We don't celebrate you know, Janus, black people. We don't do Janus. We don't know who Janus is. That's a Roman thing. All right. And there's a lot of more things that we do that's Roman based and Greek based. Pretty much all our lifestyles is. But we're just going to talk about this right now. We don't we don't celebrate or even know no thing anything about a Janus, a, 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 a time God and all that. But that's where the word January comes from. All right. It's Roman. Okay. Um, and it comes from, you know, it's on the Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian calendar was invented in eight and um, I think like 1582 by um, Pope Gregory. He wanted to put his stamp on some things. He wanted to oversee um, Julius Caesar. Because before then, it was the Julian calendar. Okay? And the Julian calendar only had like 10 months in it. And it was, it was, it was um, um, kind of made by Julius Caesar. That's where you get the word July from. Julius Caesar and his homeboy Augustus. That's where August comes from. They added those months. Okay, because at the beginning we they only had ten months in the Julian calendar, only ten months. Okay, and so they took um, the month's name. I think that the two months that was that was in there was like Quintilis and Sextilis. Um, that's like I think like maybe five and six Quin and six six Sex Sextilis six. Um, and they made it July and August. All right. But the Gregorian calendar, Pope Gregory came along and he was like, you know, this is not going to work. We're going to change this. We're going to add January back and February. That's where you get your 10, your, your, from 10 months to 12 months. All right. They said, in the, in the Julian calendar, it was only it was 365 days and six hours. Okay. The Gregorian calendar said, no, nah, we're gonna go 365 days and even. Okay. But even before that, people remember they, they these are people that come later in, in history. What about before then? That's our, that's, this is our knowledge that they're just, um, 
twerking. They're tweaking it. You know, our knowledge, our ancestors told us that, hey, there's 360 days in a year's period. And that's a great number, 360. That that, And they also said that time is not linear, meaning there's not, you know, a beginning and end, straight line. No, line is infinite. I mean, time is infinity, a complete circle, a complete circle. And what's the degrees of a circle? Yes, 360 degrees. All right. 360 degrees, complete circle, complete knowledge. That's why in the Masons, in the Masonic, um, um, in the Freemasons, they have a, a degree of knowledge of 300, I mean, of 33 degrees. Well, that can't be complete knowledge because complete knowledge, I just told you, it's, it's, a, it's a complete circle. It's 360 degrees. All right. So, you know, you've got to understand that our ancestors brought forth this information that other cultures stole and tweaked to make it fit them. But like I said, our ancestors has told us, hey, there's 360 days in a year. It's a complete even number. Not 365 in six hours. Not 365. That's an unbalanced number. That's unbalanced. That's why now you have the daylight saving times and all this and other to kind of offset it. Not with our people, not with our ancestors. It was perfect. Okay? 360 degrees, and there were 90 days in each cycle. And what I mean by that was um, um, spring, summer, fall, winter. 90 days, 360 degrees, 90 days, four periods, four cycles, 360 degrees, complete, complete circle. Time goes in a circle, not in a line. Okay. But the way we, the way the, the, the Europeans and Romans have us thinking people, we don't think in a complete circle. We don't think in an infinity where everything comes around. Okay, and if you start thinking and understanding that, then you understand that there is no death. There is no death. Everything is a circle. Everything goes in a circle. Your energy just never is, is always here. Okay, but the um, European people and the you know the Romans they have this thing with death where you know it, it has now been brainwashed in us. But either way, that's a whole nother subject. We're gonna jump off of that and get back into um this new year's thing okay and like i said our people uh, understood there was only 360 360 days in a year all right but like i said we were conquered and you know the romans and the greeks and everybody put their say so in so that's where we get the gregorian calendar from it it was the julian calendar with 10 months from julius caesar and then here comes um pope gregory which gave us the Gregorian calendar in 1582 AD. All right. And just to show you that I'm telling the truth, the British, the British only, only adopted this calendar in 1752. Okay. 
They only adopted this calendar in 1752. That's a few hundred years ago. Okay? Up until then, they understood and they celebrated New Year in March. Along with our ancestors, we realized that in March, that was the, the rising of the full strength of the sun. The sun that came back, all life that came back, the birds are back, the grass is greener, everything's growing, everything's vibrant. You know, you can go out, you can enjoy the, 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 the nature. Everything is, is centered around nature with us. Okay. So we realize that March is actually the new year. All right. Now, the new year for what we're celebrating in America, this, that new year is something totally different, has nothing to do with nature one bit. Nothing has everything to do with money, though. All right. Everything to do with money. See, when we're talking about the new year right now, they're talking about the new um, fiscal year where, you know, the slate the slate has been wiped clean with the companies or whatever. They made it through that year, that that money year. I'm just going to say money year. And now they're going to start again in another money year. All right. That's what the new year is for, for that we celebrate. All right. And now, since we're on that subject, let's go back a little bit and realize that what was money Back in the 1600s, what was money? It was us. <laughs> we were money. We were the trade. We were the thing, the things that made this country move and grow. They sold us, they traded us, all to benefit from what we from what we did. Okay, so we were the money. So on New Year's, January the 1st, that's when they did new contracts on a lot of our ancestors, the slaves. Yeah, they did new contracts. All right. And that happens to be the most hated day by our ancestors that were enslaved. That was the most hated day. You can check. You can you can check Time Magazine. They done an article. They done a whole um, thing on 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 this New Year's Day. Um, I think it's in Time Magazine this past month, I believe. And they had a lot of information from um, former slaves that they found that they done interviews from back in the 1930s and 40s and stuff like that. They that was the most New Year's Day was the most hated day amongst our people. You know why? Because they knew on that day, they called it um, hiring day, as you're getting hired by some other slave owner, or they call it heartbreak day. And it was because you're sitting there, imagine you got your kids, your, your, your family, your mother, your sister, brother, husband, wife, kids, whatever you have right there. And on January the 1st, that slave master might say, I'm selling them. I'm selling you guys. I'm, I'm breaking this up. I'm going to sell your kids to this man over here. I'm going to sell your, your mother to this person over here. Your family's broken up. You're all alone. The, kid, the, the, the mother loses their kids. The kids lose their mothers and fathers. 
Um, your aunts, uncle, everybody split up on New Year's Day. They hated this day. They hated this day. Because you, 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 you lose your family and you never see them again. That's why they called it heartbreak day or hiring day. You may have gotten lucky and kept your, your slave master. Might have had a little, little um, uh, moral about him since it was the holidays. Somebody said, I'm going to keep my keeping together. But most of the time, you were gone. A lot of slaves was traded up in New York on Times Square. That's where they dropped the ball at. See here, see how that go, goes together? You know, Times Square. All right, I just told you about the linear time. A square has how many right right angles? Four. Four 90-degree angles. I just told you, our ancestors told you this. It's, you know, four 90-day periods for 360 degrees times square, four 90-degree angles, 360 degrees. Okay? It all goes together. But we tend to believe what the Europeans telling us instead of going to find out how ancestors viewed it. And when we start doing that, we understand that, hey, they giving us what we already, was already ours. They just make it seem like it's them, making them seem like they're on top. When really, they're the journey come late. They're at the bottom. Okay? So, like I said, New Year's was the worst day ever for our ancestors. And we'll go out and we'll celebrate it. We'll, we'll have parties and, and, and jump around. Happy New Year and all this and other. Our ancestors have got to be rolling over their energy. They're, they have got to be so bothered by this. We're celebrating what, what, what was their demise. We're celebrating what was their demise. You know, it's kind of crazy. But like I say, even the British, they didn't they didn't even accept this day until um, 17, like 1752. They didn't go along with that. Okay. So we got to start thinking more about what is it that we're really doing? What is it that we're really saying when we say things and when we do things? What does it mean when they drop the ball in Times Square? Okay, you 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 should if, if just think about it. Listen to what you're saying. The ball is dropping. We drop the ball. What happens? If somebody tell you, and you drop the ball. It means you effed up. You messed up. Okay, even in sports and football, you fumble that ball. You drop the ball. That's bad. That's bad. Anybody sometimes somebody tell you, man, you drop the ball on that. It means you messed up. But we'll go celebrate the dropping of the ball in Times Square. They're just telling us, hey, dummies, y'all have messed up again. Y'all still dropping the ball. You have not figured out what's going on. We've got to stop that. We have got to stop that. And this 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 thing started, the very first New Year's Day was celebrated back in Rome in, in um, like 153 BC. Like I said, it was, it was to celebrate the 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 Roman god Janus, which is, um, like I said, time god or, or 
or the beginning God. We don't know nothing about that family. I don't know about no damn Janice. I don't know nothing about that. You know? But hey, it's truth. You just got to go look it up and see it. You know, this whole thing with the Romans and, and, and the Europeans, everything's unbalanced from them for them. And I'm saying, you know, it, it's white people. It's unbalanced. You know, even even if you look at it, even let's take dancing. Their their rhythm is one three. They're off off rhythm. They're offbeat. One three. One three. Our rhythm is two four. We're even. We're, we're even with it, with it. See what I'm saying? Everything is unbalanced with them. But this is why we can't flourish because we're trying to accept the unbalance from them when really we should be we should be doing the balance what our ancestors was doing. There's a lot of things that we, we got going on in our lives that is not for us. Even the food we eat. And you know, Lord knows I shouldn't be talking about food because I you know I'm trying my best to do better though. It's food that, you know people eat in certain areas that their bodies is built for their bodies but it's food that we eat here that's not built for our bodies you know and just taking that that's that's just a small thing in a whole um, conglomerate of things that we do as as black people that we have no idea why we're doing it and it's not healthy for us okay so yeah man New Year's just think about it it's over with. I hope, you, I hope everybody had a good one, but it's over with. Now let's focus on the next time that it comes around. Do we really want to celebrate the way we celebrate? Or should we use it as a time of our remembrance for our ancestors? You know, maybe celebrate that they did make it through. You know? Maybe. I don't know. I know one thing. It has changed my way of thinking once I learned and researched. Kind of changed my way of thinking. This time when New Year's came in, I was in my bed. I was asleep. Okay? Not saying that you guys have got to do that. You can do what you want to do. That's fine. I just want you to know a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of truth. That's all I want you to know. That's it. The next time New Year's roll around, just think at that day and that point in time when you're about to celebrate and say Happy New Year's and have fun, just think that your ancestors was somewhere trembling, scared, and did not want their family to be broken up. How would you like it if you knew that on January the 1st, somebody was going to come and take your kids from you or either take you away from your kids, ship you away somewhere else, send you up to Times Square to get auctioned off, up there on Wall Street. You never know where, you're, where your kids will be and your kids never know where you're at. Think about how you will feel. I don't know if you will be celebrating the way you celebrate. But hey, man, that's my time. I've reached my destination. I'm your boy, Al Intellectual AK. This was The Drive. I hope you guys have a very prosperous um rest of the year <laughs> and um hey stay in stay informed with me stay tuned with me i'll be dropping more podcasts sharing a little bit of light a little bit of knowledge hopefully it'll help you hey man i love you guys peace